fellow medicos, and welcome to the Black Box Warning. I'm your host, Noelle Johnson. As a first-year medical student, I've received a revolving door of questions from friends, family, and peers regarding the medical school application. The application process deserves a Black Box Warning. And here, we aim to save your sanity by delving into common questions and pitfalls that occur during the medical application process. To be clear, all statements made in this podcast are based on the opinions and experiences of myself and my guests. These opinions and experiences are not official statements or representative of the medical schools, faculty and staff, or institutions we are a part of and interact with during our medical education. Think you want to go to medical school? Buckle your seatbelts, grab some caffeine, and as always, listen to the Black Box Warning. Welcome to our podcast today. We will be talking about the common questions on the secondary application. My guest today is Colette O'Connor, and she's a student with me at Wake Forest School of Medicine. Colette, do you mind introducing yourself? Sure, yes. So uh, Noelle and I are classmates. Um, Until medical school, I spent my entire life in Massachusetts, stayed in Boston for college. Um, I think I'm supposed to tell you a little bit more about why I ended up here as a a medical student. it wasn't a super linear path. I, I guess there was always some interest in being a doctor. I think I was a doctor for Halloween, like five years in a row. Um, so there's, there's definitely some inherent interest. But uh, as I grew up and I, I went to a high school that was really focused on social justice, I started thinking about, you know, what I really wanted to do professionally that, that I thought would, you know, alleviate suffering and help create positive change in the world. Um, I still really like science. And then the more we got into anatomy and, and pathophysiology, that really sparked my curiosity. Um, but trying to find a helping profession, I definitely had a realistic view of, uh, the challenges of medicine. My, my father is a medical malpractice attorney. Um, my mom does, uh, she's a psychology major. She's done some case management kind of stuff. Um, so I spent a lot of time, I, I shadowed social workers and PAs and, and firefighters and police officers throughout high school. And, um, big turning point was when I graduated high school, I went right into EMT training and I figured whatever I ended up, that would work out well. Um, and I loved it. I knew I came home at 3 a.m. for my first shift and said, "This, I'm definitely in the right field. This is what I'm going to do. And so I still love school. Um, I continued to do that. I used my EMT certification in more clinical settings and really got to, to rub shoulders with doctors more and knew that was the role that I wanted after seeing uh, what different credentials um, and different roles were available. And so, yeah, ultimately, I thought medicine would be the best place for me to integrate um, care for others, problem solving, um, applying this vast biological and social knowledge, um, different, mentally challenging, constantly expanding. Uh, I can't think of anything better. So that's why I'm still still trekking here. That's awesome. It sounds like you've had a really great perspective on the different aspects of the medical field, too. So we will definitely talk about a number of things you've gone through throughout the course of our episode today. But first off, what do we mean by secondary common questions? So the secondary application is mostly essay questions, and there are a number of questions that are very common. They come up in almost every application you will get from many, many different schools. So we plan to cover in this episode 
how to think about them and how to prepare for these questions. So Colette, in your opinion, why is there a secondary application? Uh, cynically, it's a, it's a revenue generator. Um, <laughs> you can get two fees. They figured out they did. There is a, there are fee assistance programs that are honored with secondary application. So if you're listening and that's something you qualify for, I definitely pursue it. I wouldn't let that be a barrier. Um, I think the overall, you know, holistic point <laughs> for the secondary applications um, is to learn more about you because they're, they're only getting what you sent them on the primary and you're all very multidimensional people. So you're more than that one piece of paper, you know, at least take, take the opportunity. You can be um, two pieces of paper. There you go. Yeah. They're electronic. They don't even know paper anymore. Um, but yeah, within those limits, um, to really speak to why you're interested in those specific programs and, and why you think it would be a good fit and just, just further kind of your, your motivation and drive um, to enter the profession. Yeah, I think definitely the secondary gives a little more depth to you as a person. There's a reason the primary starts off and the secondary definitely digs deeper. Yeah, and I think um, very few programs, to my knowledge at this point, are truly using the primary as a screening tool and then only sending secondaries to folks who they're interested in interviewing. Um, I think most programs are just kind of blanket sending out secondaries to almost everyone who applies um, so that they really, when they do their evaluation, uh, can take all that information into account. Yeah, definitely. The secondary helps understand like what your real motivation is to get into medical school, which sounds funny because that's what your personal statement should be. But the more information they get on the, you, the better an idea they have of who you are as a person. Definitely. I think in the secondary application too, some programs will ask uh, you to give more information about your coursework and how it might relate to their recommendations for coursework. Um, so something else to be prepared for. Yeah, exactly. So how many essays should you expect in the secondary? Um, I think most of them, depending on how you count questions, um, are somewhere between four and eight. They probably all end up being about the same length of writing. It's just if that's going to be broken up into smaller questions, checkbox style questions in some instances, or maybe three or four longer essays um, has been my experience. A point I wanted to share here um, was that there will occasionally be questions that are framed as optional. And I think they're not. Yeah. Especially these, this high achieving group, you know, knows that nothing's an option. You know, I want to give them all every now and then there are ones that are truly optional, but the majority of them, if they say optional, tell us why this state, you know, drew you in, you really want to be saying something that, that speaks to why you applied there and why, why you want to attend there and think it's a good fit based on geography, relationships, other connections you might have to the area. Um, if you don't answer that, it would make it really easy to say they didn't spend the time. Maybe They're they were just connected. applying. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it seemed to match up on MSAR or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, you know, don't, don't let them be able to say that. So uh, definitely take that extra minute for those ones. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Yeah. I definitely, in my experience also had pretty much the four to eight range I had one that had three, but they were much longer. And I had one that had nine, but they were limited to like 250 characters, which is like two sentences, like real short. So usually you get about the same length overall. It's just the question number may be a little different. Yeah. And some of my uh, personal favorites were the ones that would say, choose two of the following five questions to answer. That was so um, difficult. And, and please follow the directions. Do, do choose two. Because again, that's another easy way to eliminate someone we love that you're ambitious and you want to do five, 
but but if they ask you to choose two, choose two. Choose two. Yeah. Follow those directions as closely as you can. All right. So we keep saying common questions, common questions. What are some common secondary questions? Sure. Um, I mean, folks can can Google these. Uh, I think you sign like non-disclosure agreements for the interview questions and whatnot, but people have put out the secondary. Um, I haven't, but they're, they're very easily available on Google. Um, specific schools, people have, chrono- uh, they have trends for many years of what schools have asked. And so you can certainly um, look there if you're interested in maybe pre-writing before you actually receive a secondary for that year. But in terms of common questions that every school is going to ask, and I think these are kind of intuitive if we think back to the purpose of the secondary application to get to know more about you as an applicant and why you were motivated, uh, not just to medicine, but specifically for that program's approach to, to medical training. So why here? Why this school? Uh, some quote from their mission statement that they want you to reflect on. I'll ask the same thing. Um, how are you going to add to the diversity of the program? And so thinking about diversity and it's, it's multiple dimensions. Um, again, that shows your ability to reflect as well as aspects of the program you were drawn to that match up with your background. So I think those are two. The other two that I came across numerous times were uh, a challenge of experience. You know, how have you overcome something? Mm-hmm. Um, I think for that one is... Maybe you can frame it right, but I I would be cautious against speaking about, I took organic chemistry and it was really hard and I learned how to study um, because while that, I'm not trying to discount anyone's challenge, uh, but that's something that will probably be true for all applicants applying to medical school. So if you can make a unique perspective on that or maybe frame another challenge uh, that you've experienced that maybe others haven't, I would say that. Yeah, that might be a better strategy. In that question, learning outside the classroom is a really good example of ways to use this question. Like, what did you learn about yourself just as a person or a potential physician from a different interaction, not just book stuff? Definitely. And I agree that the the challenge itself, um, you know, if it's if it's interesting, obviously they read a lot of these applications a day, so uh, it's good to be interesting. But really what you learned from it, what you took from it, you know, it might not seem like a challenge to someone else, but this what really struck you. Um, I think those are things that you can really build from to have a good, good response. The last common question that, you know, maybe it falls into that optional category. If you've taken a gap year, last time I checked, I think it was two thirds of the national applicant pool has taken one or more gap years. Yep, uh, what are you doing that. with your time? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that, that's one that you really can recycle or reuse, uh, from, from essay to essay without too much editing. And, and so that's helpful. And, you know, be multidimensional that, you know, you didn't just do this one job your whole gap year. You're still doing your hobbies. You know, you're still socializing with friends and family. Yeah. And I think with all of these questions, it's important to know everybody's very different in their medical school journey. So don't be afraid to tell the Well, first of all, you should always tell the truth. Let's start with that. Tell the truth. Don't embellish. But nothing but the truth. But make sure you're open and honest. Like everybody in all the conversations I've had with people applying, they're like, well, my medical school journey wasn't that exciting. Everyone is a lot more exciting than they think they are. So don't play yourself down during this application. The whole point is almost a humble brag when you're doing your medical school application. So keep that in mind. 
And I think building off of that, if you go into these questions thinking you're telling the admissions committee what they want to hear, you know, like these are some key phrases I want to work in. I think that ends up working against you. And I think that's very clear to reviewers that it's kind of, it becomes this kind of echo chamber. And so just really, really genuine to yourself. Um, other good life advice, always do what you think is best. Uh, be true, know thyself. And, and that's where you'll get some good stuff and, and maybe learn, learn something about yourself in the process as well. Yeah. Honesty cannot be underrated. Best policy. All right. So how can you approach these questions? Um, Sure. So I guess being prepared in the sense that, you know, you kind of have an idea of what questions they might ask uh, based on research, based on if I was going in for an interview for any job, what are some things that they might ask me? So just start reflecting and preparing on those type of things. Um, In terms of a general approach, whatever normally works for you to in writing and expressing your ideas, if you brainstorm, if you write five essays and then pick the best one and edit from there. Um, that's something I know I do. So yeah, reflecting and not only just knowing the questions and knowing yourself, but, but knowing the programs and really taking some time to do research on what specific aspects of those programs really excited you to apply there. Was it a MPH dual degree? Was it a summer research opportunity or, um, the way they maybe have a student run free clinic that, uh, functions in a role that you can see yourself in, um, any sort of personal connection that can be revealed blatantly for the admissions team, I think is helpful. Yeah, I think all of those are great points. Two things I wanted to just revisit really quickly. Um, I've seen two main approaches um, through all of my friends and through people who've asked me questions about this process. One is word vomit. So you take every possible idea that you could ever look at for the secondaries and answer a question, throw it on paper, you write it out over and over again, Again, pick your best one or you have all of that text and you just pare it down to the right size and pick the pieces that actually look nice and stand out. My preferred method um, was actually to sit and think on it first. I'd actually take sticky notes and I'd write like, I want to cover this topic or this aspect about myself or this experience um, and put them all together. And then when I had like a full list of secondaries, then I kind of placed them where I wanted to. So that over the course of the application, someone got a full picture of me. Um, so both of those are great methods, and I've seen them used over and over again with great results. And then the other part, which Colette did mention as well, is be true to yourself, but also keep in mind your audience. You want to prove that not only do you like their school, but they should want you too. So you want to have that dual um, perspective when you go into the secondary. I would agree that uh, it's also easier to kind of when you're working within word limits and word constraints throughout the application to pare down an idea versus constrict yourself when you're you're generating the idea. And speaking to what you said about having an idea of what you want to convey, I would just say take the opportunity to not regurgitate too much of what's already been said in your primary application. That's important. You can certainly pull on things and reflect more, but where you have this limited space to well, they sell yourself, but promote yourself. Um, make sure you're you're bringing new and more ideas and not giving me more of the same. Yeah, I think that's a great point. In my episode on work and activities, um, we talk a little bit about this and that you don't want to repeat the same things from your personal statement or you don't want to repeat the same things from the W&A. So what you want to do when you get to the secondary is if you find something or an aspect you didn't get to cover in as much detail, 
or you want to tell a story about a portion of yourself, take that time during the essays to write that out and let people know like, hey, you haven't seen this part of me yet. Yeah. And I think just evaluating yourself and saying, if I looked at this, I would wonder why there was a two-year gap at X point of time. And if you haven't had a chance to explain it yet, take that chance. And how can someone make their essays meaningful? So first, uh, again, read the question. So approaching these questions, we just gave you a nice way to approach them. You're going to start getting overwhelmed by the timeline and saying, oh, well, this is pretty similar to one I wrote for the other school. Just make sure you're still specifically answering the question that that school is asking. Because I think that's a, a common trap that folks fall into. So really good editing. Um, I had a teacher in high school tell me good writing is rewriting. So, you know, don't drive yourself crazy, but allow yourself the time because meaningful, reflective ideas don't just come out of nowhere. So um, just to reiterate, taking that time to reflect. It's definitely important with the timeline. Some of them will give you like, we recommend you turn it in in two weeks. If you can do it faster than that. This whole process is a rolling process for most schools. So the faster you get something turned around, the faster they get back to you with an interview offer or not. Um, again, like Colette mentioned, you don't want to go too fast, but you do want to give yourself as much time in the next step as possible. Yeah, and I think that's, that's a rule I, you know, I was definitely taught in the process, a one to two week turnaround. And you're going to end up getting a flood of a lot of these at once. And so having that pre-write, if you've pre-written some key essays that you can work from, already reflected on some basic ideas, that's very helpful. And then prioritizing which ones you're going to send back first. If there's a school you really want, um, then you might invest more time there initially. When you said meaningful, um, I like to kind of expand that and think of something that's meaningful to your journey towards medicine. Um, Noelle said earlier that people, you know, I don't have a special journey to medicine or, you know, I, I can't pinpoint this miraculous moment or moments in my life. Um, and that's okay. I think a lot of folks entering this profession have similar experiences, but your interpretation of these experiences in your essay is what really shows your worldview. And, and that's what makes it meaningful. Cause that's what I want to know about what really drives you, what makes you tick. Um, what are you going to fall back on when times get tough? Yeah. And it goes back to that whole, what you learned can be so much greater than what you did. So during the whole secondary application, how can I avoid cliches? That's a hard one, especially coming from me. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing I would do is avoid quotes, other people's quotes. I love quotes. I use them all the time, but I don't know if the secondary application is the place to use them. I don't want to tell you to never do something, but if you're asking my opinion, it's that you have a very small amount of space to express your ideas and giving away some of that space to another quote that you really resonate with, I think could be better used in your interpretation of that concept or idea the quote is expression, expressing. Yeah, I think that takes away from your own voice. And while there are tons of great quotes, again, I like to use them sometimes when I give presentations and stuff, but the secondary is probably not the place for it. And your essays will sound cheesy. You don't want to just talk about like, I wanted to go to med school because I like helping people. Like you want to go beyond that. I like to say it's you did A, learned B, and strove to do C. Um, like you don't want to just start with one thing. Um, and I talk a little bit about that in our episode on the big three. So if you want to check that out and listen to a little bit more about my conversation with Larry, I highly recommend it. Um, but it's like with the personal statement. Like when you write these essays, you should be a little uncomfortable handing them over for someone to read because they should be raw. They should be emotional. And you feel like you just wrote 
like if anyone ever has written poetry, you feel really weird having written poetry because you're like, I don't know what this is. I could literally like, if I had a block of cheese, this would be it. But you want to feel that. It should feel a little uncomfortable, a little embarrassing because it's so true. But maybe just for some more unsolicited advice, they probably shouldn't pull it out on like a first date. Yeah. Uh, maybe not share it, but but it's good for this. I like your ABC perspective, the did A, learned B, strove for C. And I think if you're uh, even thinking further, depending on how the situation works, what you're striving for and how that affects your future in medicine. Like, yeah. why are you telling me about this experience in this kind of job application? Um, I mean, I've spoken one of mine about coaching tennis and I said I had to make really quick decisions on the court. Mm-hmm. I had to, I said it more eloquently, but basically deal with angry parents, address recurring issues. These are all themes that occur in medicine. And you're going to get to a point where you're like, I can connect anything to medicine because this is, this is what I love. This is what I want to do. And so it might sound cliche, but if it's the truth, it, it works. Right. And it may sound totally off the wall, strange. And you're like, I did this totally different opportunity and no way relates to medicine, but it could be communication that you're talking about, or it could be something you learned about yourself. So don't discredit an idea because it's related to medicine and don't discredit an idea because it's something else. Make the question work for you. Yep. All right. So Colette, in your experience, what's the most important aspect with common questions on the secondary application? I would say, um, in terms of my summary statement, is just don't underestimate uh, yourself first. Um, I think that's, that's a good thing. We try to empower patients, and so start early with yourself. Um, but also the amount of time and, and effort that it takes um, to do really good research and keep track of all the different programs and the unique aspects, the questions that they want, organizing kind of the dates of when you're receiving and turning around these parts of the application. Um, also, if you're you know just graduated and doing one gap year, that was my experience. And I was definitely feeling overambitious and that like, yeah, I'm applying to med school, but I'm also going to pick up like three different jobs because I want to be really productive um, at the same time. And, and just know that this is kind of like another full-time job. You thought you had ended that with the MCAT, but it's still, go- it's still going. Um, good writing's rewriting. So give yourself time to reflect, plan, pre-write, enjoy life. Um, and I guess just have a really realistic view that it's not going to be easy um, ever. That's just kind of life, but um, I definitely think it's worth it. I think that's great advice. And I think for me, in the secondary application, it's the keep in mind your audience, right? You are yourself and your story is your story, but you want to tailor your essays and bits of the application in order to prove how important your perspective could be if you go to that school. For sure. Welcome to the break room, everybody. In every episode of the Black Box Warning, I bring our guests in and ask them a little bit more about who they are as people, because we are people first and med students second or third or fourth, etc. So Colette, what is an interesting fact about yourself? Interesting fact. Um, I can quote uh, any episode of The Office, any character, any episode, anytime. What's your favorite my favorite character, my favorite episode. Let's do both. Ooh. Um, it's hard. I like them all, but Michael's a classic. I definitely liked the, the Michael Scott office episodes. All right. 
um, especially the crossover when he does Law and Order SVU. I've watched The Office, but maybe I should go back and revisit a little bit. It's a good one. It's a classic. So what is your favorite leisure time activity? Favorite activity would probably be outlet shopping, but the budget would probably go more <laughs> towards running and, and yoga for leisure time. That's awesome. Do you have a particular style of running or yoga? I run a straight line. No, <laughs> trail, <laughs> trail running outside. I don't really like running on a track. Um, and then uh, yoga, flow yoga, vinyasa. Classic. And what are your favorite study tunes? Oh, I don't really listen to music when I study, but I guess I do sometimes when I'm like repeating ideas just to, to keep me going. I have a pretty eclectic music taste, uh, a lot of it from the 90s. Uh, so anywhere from Switchfoot and Third Eye Blind to U2 and Dave Matthews Band. Oh, big fan of U2. That's a nice choice. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated, appreciated your insight on the common questions for the secondary. And good luck in the rest of your medical school career. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to our episode today from the Black Box Warning. I'd like to thank my editor, Valerie Blakely, for her work behind the scenes to make this podcast possible. Feel free to subscribe for updates or send me an email at theblackboxwarning at gmail.com. I'd love to receive questions, topic ideas, and constructive feedback as we build our content library. Also, feel free to share with me on how your own medical journey is faring. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and as is always recommended, listen to the Black Box Warning.